0: Hey, everyone. So, you know, as I have said many times in the last couple of months, we are just in chaos. Uh, And I appreciate your patience with us because, you know, this is not how we like to do things. We do not like to improvise. We like to have a plan. Mm (laughs) <laughs> Lauren and I will speak at length at some point about how much we enjoy planning things out. <laughs> and this is included in that. It's not just like vacations. It's everything.
1: All the time. <laughs> we plan everything. Yeah.
0: yeah. But this plan, this plan just got thrown into upheaval too many times. And so here we are. I'm going to be completely straight with you. We're recording over Zoom. We are drinking different things, um, mm-hmm. but with a purpose. And um, that is what we're going to do this time. And hopefully we're a little bit, we have chaos is less, you know, involved in the future episodes. But this just might come up once in a while where we're going to yeah. sample something lovely in our refrigerators.
1: <laughs> we'll get back on track eventually. But it's been, yes, yeah, we've
0: been all over the place.
1: But yes, so we grabbed stuff from our fridges and that's what we're going to drink. So Karen, yeah. what, what, what you got?
0: I am drinking Laganitas A Little Something Something. Which is something that is always in my refrigerator, or very often in my refrigerator. The reason is that it is a universally appreciated beer among my family members and people who have come over as guests. So, this got put into my refrigerator before the Super Bowl. Okay. Um, and because my brother drinks it, and wow. I will also drink it and I enjoy it. And it's the type of beer that I will kind of sit and enjoy while making some dinner or while watching something. Um, It is a little on the stronger side at seven and a half percent. So it's not super crushable, but, you know. It is yeah. for someone like me. <laughs>
1: yeah, no, totally. I was going to say, eh, I feel like it walks that line that it totally it's, is. But... It
0: <laughs> is. It does. Yeah. Way back yeah. when I first started drinking a little Something Something, like if I ordered it out it at a restaurant. It felt like it was a little, yeah. If I would have ordered a second one, I would have been like, um, that was too it, much. <laughs> fair, fair. But no. now I could probably handle two out at a restaurant with a big meal and, and mm-hmm. be all right. Um, But as a general rule, I tend to do these one at a time. That feels so that's really what good. I'm gonna hit today uh what are what about you Lauren
1: what are you got? I am drinking something the complete opposite ends of the spectrum mm-hmm. so I am drinking a Stiegel Radler um so Stiegel is an Austrian brewery they're actually the largest private brewery in Austria and uh they've been they're family owned and have been around since the 1400s so um wow. maybe we'll highlight them at some point mozart drank there back in the 1780s his Man, that's
0: cool.
1: sister wrote <laughs> in her journal that they Went to the brewery uh, in August of that year. They've, That's yeah. Cool. So it's an interesting place. But the reason that I'm drinking it, and it's it's a radler. So the Ra- I, I think the, it's an radler's always interesting. Um, so radlers, it's essentially like beer mixed with something. And it started mm-hmm. out back in the 1920s in, uh, you know, Bavarian countryside somewhere. And the story goes there were a group of cyclists going through, and they were parched and needed a beer, and he realized that he didn't have enough beer for everyone, so he mixed his beer with lemonade and... That's where ah. the Raddler started. So you can get it with all different flavors and things. It's usually some sort of syrup. Kinda of similar to like a you know, a Berliner Weiss at times depending. But um it this one's grapefruit that I'm drinking. I also have raspberry in my fridge, but the reason I always have these is because it is the only beer that my husband will drink. Like the only Well
0: that's a good reason. So, and I would like to note yeah. that Radlers <laughs> are very widely available at Oktoberfest in oh, I could, Germany. That makes sense. It okay. is, from what I understand, oh. although it is not an experience I have yet had, it is. But that I could bring him with us. Yes. Yes. <laughs> it is the beer you drink when you've had too much beer because it's very low alcohol. Like, so, exactly. It's basically yeah. like a water middle ground which it isn't but it is flavored
1: (laughs) it's a little bit yeah but so that is why i always have this in my fridge because it is something that my husband will drink so i like Uh to have something that we can both drink and it's light and i always have in the summer because they usually do have a different kind of citrusy flavor to them Um, lots of different even um you know Local breweries. I saw a blood orange radler the other day at the at the bottle shop. So there's different breweries, but this is the one that we tend to buy is Steagle, and I knew nothing about them until I kind of just googled them to talk about it. And then I was like, oh, they're actually interesting. So
0: yeah, we'll um, have to touch on that. I'm open minded to radlers, so we can. Well, and I believe that we talked at one point about trying to revisit Lagunitas even as well. Uh, We did feature them when we talked to Jeremy and we drank the hard tea. But you know, Lagunitas yeah. definitely deserves a little bit of our attention again mm-hmm. at some point. So we'll revisit both of these places, I would yes. like, I would guess in the not I too distant so, future.
1: Too. I agree. What I also thought was interesting, which I don't I didn't don't think I know what the drinking age in Austria is, but when I went to their website it said, Are you over the age of sixteen? And I was <laughs> like, Huh, that's awesome. <laughs> so but that's anyways, I was like Okay, definitely. I, I that's like that. So. great. But so that's what I'm going to be sipping on today as we chat. We'll be drinking my my Rattler, So
0: Love it. I love it. And I will keep working on this little something, something. But just nice. one. <laughs> yeah. No. Perfect. So Good we're perfect. gonna we're gonna talk about something that I have been contemplating for a very long time as a topic, and have sort of been working on thoughts over that length of time, and has it, it really become much more relevant i think in the last let's say month but longer than that definitely but
1: in in the this year even just let's say 2024 but you know
0: obviously this is always relevant we're going to talk about women in media and film Mm. and um i have a lot to say on the subject and i don't want to tarantino it too much but i will say (laughs) that i'd like to end our conversation with Taylor Swift going to football games and we'll <laughs> get there <laughs> cuz we'll i do eventually get, get there. there eventually <laughs> and it is kind of the if you you know are a storyteller it is kind of the the inciting incident to us bringing this topic to the podcast yep. finally um
1: it,
0: it, it rem- it reminded
1: we, us of the conversation that likely has been brewing for a bit so yeah
0: yeah so for me what it really boils down to when it comes to fiction, which is obviously not what Taylor Swift is about. But uh, when it comes to fiction, movies and television shows and is how they portray women, even when they're not the primary main character in the story. Mm-hmm. Sometimes they are sometimes they aren't. I'm not going to die on the hill that women need to be the main character more often. That's not necessarily what no, I yeah. feel strongly about, mm-hmm. um, although there are people who do. Uh, on both sides of that argument. Not
1: one of those people. Yeah.
0: What really sticks with me is times where I feel bothered by the role of women in a film or or a television show. And times where I feel like they're using the role of a woman character to my satisfaction. I won't even say properly because I don't even I don't want to speak for everyone. That's not necessarily a
1: proper, but yeah.
0: Yeah. So here's the here's the rundown. Let's start with the my gripes what's grinding my gears <laughs> about the whole thing. All so, right. So the first example I would like to come up, I would like to bring up is the first Wonder Woman movie with Gal Gadot, which is, oh. I don't know, a handful of years old now, a good chunk, a good handful yeah, of years came old. Out a bit
1: ago, but yeah.
0: Um, People loved this movie. People liked the story. They liked her as Wonder Woman. They thought she was powerful and that's mm. whole, Wonder Woman's thing and all this stuff. And i on, my initial watch of the film i kind of felt the same way i was just like yeah she's a fighter and she's going to battle and Mm -hmm. you know and it's a nice representation of women and i i like those things and then at some point i rewatched the film and i noticed a couple of things and these couple of things just kind of kill this movie for me Uh, and here's the i'll give two examples And then I don't want to dwell too long because I I want you to share some input on some stuff that you have thoughts on as well, of course. Mm -hmm. The very first thing that she does when she shows up in our world, because she's coming Mm -hmm. from this mythical island, right? When she shows up in our world, the very first thing that happens, she's walking down the street and she sees a baby. (laughs) And she walks. She's just like, oh, my gosh, a baby. And she wants to pick up and hold the baby. And I'm just kind of like... No. Yeah. Now, one can argue that she did that because she's never seen a baby before, because there aren't babies on the island where she lives, right? So maybe she's just fascinated by seeing a tiny human. They don't really write it that way. It doesn't really seem acted out that way. It feels like it's the female in her. It's a maternal thing. Comes off as maternal instinct. Yeah, it comes comes off off. as I want a baby, not that's a tiny human. I've never Mm -hmm. seen one of those. And I just, "Eh, I don't love that. Let's not do that. She didn't need to, Hmm. she could have been weirded out, which does happen if you watch Guardians of the Galaxy, the first movie. Rocket, the raccoon, is weirded out by a toddler. And he is just like, what's with that tiny human? Why can't he walk by himself? (laughs) And I'm like, see, now he has never seen.
1: And we we understand that that is why the reaction. Yes.
0: Yes. And so Um, that's just kind of a, you know, side by side. Then the other thing that happens in Wonder Woman that really bothers me, it's not even the love story. It's okay. She can fall in love. Sure. Whatever. Yeah. But they do this whole montage where she tries on different outfits. Oh, my God. Like she gets dressed up so that they can make her look more like a lady. Yeah. What?
1: That's not. And that has nothing to do with being Wonder Woman.
0: (laughs) Put her in an army uniform and be done with it. Yeah, she's going to battle. Why are we doing? That's always
1: the interesting is how women, to me, are dressed, even when they are in the same general role, job, things like that, as men. Even in sports, so you see women broadcasters, they are dressed much more scantily clad, typically, than a full-on suit that their male counterparts.
0: Well, and there's commentary about it. You know, I have a friend. This actually just happened yesterday, which makes me almost glad that we got stuck waiting to talk about this. (laughs) But I Mm. have a friend who is in broadcast journalism and she got a haircut and it's shorter. Not like crazy, super short, but much much shorter than her hair was before. And I commented on it. I was like, oh, wow, you got a really you got a haircut. It looks really good. It's really short. And uh, in hindsight, this was one of those moments where I maybe said too many things too about it
1: <laughs> Fair, <okay. laughs> because I
0: do that. I don't know why it was nothing negative. I just like said too many things in a row about mm-hmm. the haircut. Okay, okay. And I was just like, okay, shut up. Hmm. But, um, she was like, oh yeah, you know, I really like it and it's great and it's easy to, style and things like that and she's like i was really concerned that viewers were going to have an opinion on it uh, and she uh. commented that she did get a couple of emails but they were complimentary and okay. i was sort well, of like okay positive that's good that's good but huh. still yeah. they commented on your haircut and i sort of right. feel like this just makes me happen with men <laughs> i just want to start writing emails to men in the your media
1: needs to be being what about like, that hair
0: <laughs> Really? A dark blue tie with a light blue suit? I mean, if you're going <laughs> to contrast, that's not a bad way to go. But then you wore a green shirt. I almost got sick looking at it. Like, And I just want to, like, go yeah, off that, the deep yeah, end. Put that commentary.
1: I, I do like that. I like that.
0: Counterbalance uh, things. <laughs> yeah, you need a little bit of
1: both. I get it. I, I read a few... Um, like, I guess, fun facts, not necessarily fun, but um. Huh. so I was reading about just women in industries. And so when it comes to overall directors, writers, producers, editors, all of those things in like the top 300 grossing films of last year, women accounted for only 22 percent of that population. That's mm-hmm. actually down from previous years. Wow. So we're actually doing worse in right. certain aspects of populations and women's speaking roles only accounted for 37% of speaking characters in last year.
0: <gasps> um.
1: So, Whereas 80% of films feature more male overall, more just male characters than female. So you're seeing more men everywhere pretty much than you are women in mm-hmm. every... In a speaking role, just in characters in general, behind the scenes, you're still seeing a significant difference in that pretty much everywhere.
0: So, um,
1: yeah, still got some work to do well, on and some you know, of
0: that. <laughs> people often argue that, like, you want the best and the most creative and the blah, sure. blah, blah. And then you counter that argument, though, with saying that you have to give you have to give a wide range of individuals a voice in order to really cover everything that's going on in the world. And there are the people who believe the best is all that matters that would would say, well, that's not reasonable because you want things to be the best. I don't think they can be the best without mm-hmm. you adequately getting the voice of everyone. And I'm not Lots just talking people. about women. There are oh, no. plenty of yeah. other categories of individuals that deserve to be represented in this way. And mm-hmm. I find it amazing when I read an article about, let's say, for example, uh war machine, Cap- uh, Colonel Rhodes from Iron Man movies, oh, where he ends yeah. up being disabled. And there are articles and blogs and videos where people talk about how comforting it was to them to finally feel represented in a superhero film. And as someone who doesn't fall into that category, the thought had not crossed my mind. And I realized that's a big deal. It's a big deal to have your voice heard in the thing you're watching on TV or on the movie screen. Oh,
1: yeah. And I get that now there's there, there's a lot more pushes. I'm sure we could have had the same conversation or can have the same conversation for, you know, race or religion or all kinds of different demographics that aren't considered. I think it's, it's so many things. It's a, you know, there's a ratio of, you know, two and a half almost to one male actors versus female actors just in general in the population so but that's you know partially because historically there were fewer female actors coming up through the ranks i don't know what that divide is by age just by population the other thing that's interesting is how they're portrayed so like you're saying appearance hair um you know there was a uh uh Thing back in I think 2018-2019 a- that took the top 900 films for the last like 15 years or something and 25.6% of women actors got partially naked or revealed clothes- clothing as opposed to less than 9% of men so women are significantly showing more skin being more revealing than men across the board regardless of you know race but just in terms of female versus male. So right. like those type of things and I know there's been more women who are refusing to do some of those things um and speaking out about it but you know there's still those statistics that we're 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 selling sex still like when it well, comes Well
0: and women. you know the women who are coming out against this are already in a position of power. Correct. You can't do it unless you're still going to get a role if you say Yeah. The women who, you know, many, many women may be against it, but the only ones who are able to actually advocate against it are going to be ones that are already secure. Yep. And, you know, and that's unfortunate. I appreciate that. And that's great. And those women should continue doing what they're doing.
1: Because that it, you are
0: powerful small. and you should keep <laughs> using that power to your advantage. That's the whole point. That's what we're all trying to do here. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, yeah, you know, agreed. Yeah. Um, I do think that there are times where uh, you watch a film where it's heavy handed. The like woman oh. power. I'm going to bring up sure. Marvel Endgame where there's that scene in With the battle, all the, all the women yep. get together and they do this like really awkward, weird, like we've got this. And then they all march together. And it very I... clearly
1: was like women power on purpose. Like, whereas I would have actually felt more comfortable if it was just everybody, like the whole women thing didn't do it for
0: me as a woman. Well, <laughs> and I mean, to dive a little deep into the like MCU Marvel universe, They've already told us that Captain Marvel is basically the most powerful character. Right. You don't need to do more than that. It's no, a woman. We're good. You made it a woman, yeah. and she's super powerful, and she shows up, and everything, all hell breaks loose. Yeah. In that fight, that's it. That's the women power movement. You don't right need. There, to you don't have to do more. Power
1: it, and yeah, exactly. You're, we're good.
0: Yeah. yeah. so, you know, I I don't like the heavy handed. Like I'm a strong woman. Roar. I, that's yeah. just pandering. I don't like that. Um, yeah.
1: I, we I want to be equal. We don't want to be overly – we don't want it to be just about us. Well, you're like not
0: – nobody is appreciating that because men who are against women becoming more powerful see yeah. that and they're upset about it. Right. And women who are arguing that we should be shown as more powerful – Mm-hmm. don't want, they're like, not like that though. <laughs> and right, right. and there's, there's <laughs> nobody that's like, I mean, you know, that, that feels like that is the moment that they want. That's not the moment, you know? Yeah.
1: Nobody wants that so. moment. I, <laughs> I
0: don't know. Well, yeah. That all being said, there are a lot of times where I feel like female characters in TV shows and movies are going the right way and are doing mm-hmm. the things that satisfy me as a female viewer, I have mentioned this before, but there's a movie called Atomic Blonde with Charlize Theron. Pretty much everything she's in, by the way, is kind of (laughs) that. I think that's her thing, which I love.
1: I can see that, yeah.
0: She also made a movie that's on Netflix that's called The Old Guard, where men and women in the film... um, It's a pretty good movie. It's a kind of superhero-esque. There are men and women characters in that movie that are the main characters. And there's very little like pointing out differences in gender that uh-huh. does not happen in that hmm, film that's not and huh. i feel like she has a big part in in refocusing the film to to focus on story and character development and things like that huh. and uh and it, it goes very well atomic blonde is another really good example of that she's basically like a james bond um okay. character yeah. uh there's a lot of it's a it's an action film so you know it's some people would argue that that's very counter you know the female roles they've seen and obviously that's what i like about it sure sure Um, because i think even if it's even if you think it's to the extreme which at times maybe it is um i think it's it's balancing it's it's counter with the
1: ones that already exist that are male gender focused it's interesting i think that I do think that we're going in the right direction. I think that a lot of that is partially because women writers are becoming more and more as well. Because if you look at the statistics, the number of protagonists that are women, if a female writer or director is part of it, it's 56%. If a male is writing it, it's 23%. Oh wow! So a lot of that is the women writing women in versus when a male is the one writing it, typically the main character is only a woman 36% of the time or a combination of main characters. Usually there's more than one. But if a woman writer is doing it, it's closer to 50% or 47% that the main characters include a woman. So as more women are part of the writing and directing and behind the scenes, it seems like they're pulling more women with them, which I think is what we're seeing more of in our generation, which is great. Um, But, you know, it's definitely you can definitely see that there is still, you know, some old boys club things and that's across the board but you know i think that in in movies and things like that it is um more than in things like the news still so like Mm -hmm. we women are more you know we we are consuming a lot more tv shows and movies and things like that so i think that they're pushing for more women in in that i think that people who watch news or read news or watch things like that often still are the demographic that are more male because do you watch local news right now do you have even have local news like we don't even we don't even have to sign up for paramount
0: plus to watch the super bowl i don't even have cable so women
1: as expert news sources are still only 20 percent of expert news sources Mm. so while we have more representation in film and things like that when it comes to television newspaper radio We are the expert sources and only 20%. And even overall, the people in newspaper television and radio, women only make up 24% of that population. So we're still significantly less in the news source realm than we are in the entertainment realm. So while partially we're getting there, (laughs) we're still significantly behind when it comes to actual like news media you know so it's it there's still a large disparity there which i think is is interesting um yes. so we're not making nearly as much progress in that area as in others
0: that's rough man <laughs> mm-hmm. well i thought so, yeah. <laughs> so we've kind of done some ups and downs here i've mentioned some yeah. specific examples i want to kind of you know get a little closer to our normal topic and talk about yeah. something that is a good example of man and woman parenting children in concert with each Uh, other and in media and i i don't know if this is going to take you by surprise or not i'm (laughs) gonna bring i'm gonna mention bluey Uh, i don't know if you've ever watched (laughs) bluey if you haven't australia (sighs) if you haven't watched bluey i don't care how old your kids are anybody you learn anybody listening to this watch five episodes they're eight minutes long Okay. Oh my god,
1: they're super short. I've actually yeah. never watched it. I've seen like
0: memes about it. I've seen about it. <laughs> I'm but sure I've you never have. Watched it's very it popular. Itself. Yeah, you, it's super popular. You should watch it. Your okay. kids will love it. My kids love it. And they're twelve and almost ten. My yeah. kids love it. Okay. If I went cool. upstairs right now and was like, Let's watch Bluey, we would watch an hour worth of episodes. And we've seen wow. all of them. Sure. Okay. So all right. So tell me about Bluey. Show, <laughs> this show the mother and the father in the show over time you realize you know what their professions are and what their roles in the home are and things like that and it is very very balanced mom and dad are equal partners in every aspect of parenting and managing the home and doing their jobs and relationships with family with outside the home neighbors friends relatives everything it is just a perfectly balanced example of what it's almost like a utopia it's almost too perfect you're almost (laughs) like well you can't do everything Everything, you can't share everything you can't be wonderful every second of the day (laughs) and you just have to remind yourself if this was a real family and you were watching a real family, this right. is only eight minutes of their day. <laughs> true, true. Everybody's eight got is... eight really gold minutes. You can be yeah. gold for eight minutes. <laughs> for eight and, minutes. Indulge your children. <laughs> That's fair. Yes. You might have 28 <laughs> minutes of yelling at them to put their but shoes eight, on. There's
1: eight <laughs> solid positive minutes yes. in your day
0: somewhere. It's, it's it. just, you know, it's just very. Very well put together, very well presented. I'm sure there is criticism about the father character on the show and how maybe he's being emasculated. I don't know why anyone would say that if they truly appreciated the message that the show is trying to convey, which is that... This is a family that loves their children and is trying to make every moment count and enjoy their lives together and be as committed to each other as possible. It's a wonderful story. This family just is great. Um, You know, their kids are very typical in the sense that like. Sometimes they have a meltdown and sometimes they're enjoying themselves and laughing and screaming Mm -hmm. and sometimes the siblings aren't getting along and sometimes
1: normal family
0: interactions. Yes. Sometimes one somebody crosses the line and someone gets hurt and, you know, emotionally or physically like and Mm -hmm. all of those things happen, which just makes it even better because it it makes you relate to it even more
1: i read an article uh, just uh, just a s- small side note but i read an article because somehow i must hit an algorithm somewhere and it popped up about how moms appreciate bluey because their house isn't always clean the car mm. isn't always immaculate well, there's
0: the car is and atrocious it's got fries and food and, and, and everything bags.
1: everywhere and it's like this is more realistic than a lot of other kid you know, friendly shows, especially animation, that they actually go through and it's like it's not perfect. Nothing is perfect. Like there's there's things yes. out of place, like they want people to be able to relate to it in multiple different ways. So anyways, continue. Again, yes. I've never watched this show. I've only yeah. seen I... random pieces of things. Yeah. The,
0: let's call this the new Kara is going to die on this hill for Ted Lasso. It used to be Ted Lasso. Now I'm going to die on the hill of Bluey. Right, because right. everyone should watch like five episodes. Any five. Go on Disney okay. Plus. Pick whichever ones you want. Um, okay. The other thing I really appreciate about the show. And this is something you might not notice. Until you get into it a little bit. Okay. And five episodes might be enough. I don't I don't remember what the first five are. Um, okay. It does tackle some serious subjects it talks about you know one parent doesn't hasn't spoken to a sibling in several years and oh, it okay. talks about talks about infertility and it talks about having a baby and it talks about loss losing a parent and it mm. it it covers okay. a lot you know of emotional uh subjects that will affect in my opinion, adults more than the kids. I, I think my kids pick up on a lot because they are a little bit older, which sure. is why yeah. I argue that older kids would enjoy would the show. Still
1: enjoy it. And they would still benefit from it if they have some of those themes that
0: yeah. you know they yeah. would
1: pay attention to or not go over their heads. So yes. yeah.
0: Okay. So All I right. like that too because every once in a while, and it's not every single episode, but every once in sure. a while there's an episode that tackles a subject that's a little deeper than you realize on your initial watch. Sure. Okay. You maybe very realize it later or you're thinking about, well, what, why did she get upset at this sure. moment? Why did mom get upset at this moment? And you kind of realize later, well, it's because she was remembering this thing that happened to her or, yeah, you know, well, this difficult relationship that she had or, or whatever. And it, it is very enjoyable because you okay. relate to the show in that way too. Yeah. So I will, I will have to... of the women, although there are women's issues that come up. I mean, I talked, I mentioned infertility. Baby. Infertility, yeah. yeah. Infertility at some point um, yeah. in an episode. And so there are some of that. And it's very comforting uh, to kind of see that in this cartoon and allow children to start to appreciate that, even when they're young. I think that's great. Yeah. Um, yeah yeah.
1: understand some of those things especially with with our kids ages like I feel like they know a lot more pain you know there's just more issues that they're aware of now so that's interesting
0: yeah
1: yeah so yeah on Disney plus I will tell
0: you there is one episode that is not on Disney plus that's banned uh (laughs)
1: Okay. I, I feel like I've read this. about this. Yeah. This it's
0: a it's about childbirth. It's an episode about childbirth and uh, American censors felt that it was a little too graphic. I uh, obtained the episode and <laughs> right. watched it and then watched it with I pre-watched it myself and then watched sure. it. Sure so to make sure kids. it was
1: appropriate for the kids. Yeah.
0: I don't really think that it's inappropriate. It does definitely give you a, a decent base of how childbirth actually works. Okay. What's sort of actually happening without anything actually happening. You okay, know I mean? So it's,
1: it's not like they're actually, they're not like throwing it in your face. They're just, it's no, part I of. No, I mean, you yeah. know,
0: they're, I mean, even the children that are, the characters on the show are like five and seven. They're really little. So like uh, the, okay. the story and the actual like act of what, what goes on in the episode really just kind of gives you like a baby comes out of a person.
1: Gotcha, and it's okay. just a little that's bit more general, like yeah.
0: explanatory than we tend to be with young children. I feel like I we think. should
1: be explanatory, but that's just my yes. two cents. But I watched it and it
0: expected to be horrified. Right, <laughs> and you were like, I was like oh, that's "Why like, isn't this on Disney Plus?" And then I watched deal. it, and I was like, "Nah." I mean, it yeah. definitely is about childbirth, but it sure. is not inappropriate at all. Yeah, and that oh. and that is probably. The most borderline episode that there is of in the anything. show. Yeah. If
1: okay. you wanted,
0: if you want to argue that anything is borderline, and I wouldn't. Interesting. Well, I will have oh, to yeah. check it
1: out. So try yeah, Bluey.
0: They're... I really recommend it. I,
1: I, I will try blue. My my kids actually made a a comment the other day. They watch. The same TV over and over and
0: yeah, over again. Yeah,
1: my kids do that. And um, but they've been. This was actually probably about a month ago because we were still in the end of Christmas movies. Um, but we had watched the Christmas Chronicles, mm-hmm. and then my twins have watched all of Fuller House. Okay. And they commented that both of them are have single moms but they haven't seen any shows with a single dad and i was ah. like they exist like there's just more of them that have shows with with yeah that's mom interesting mm-hmm. than with a dad and they were the ones that pointed it out they're like well, well and they understood like the, the story of what happens to the father. Ironically, they were both firemen who died in fires, which is weird. Yikes! Um, but
0: <laughs> also not great. I don't like that at all.
1: So not not fantastic. But they were like, "What about single dads? Do those exist?" And I was like, "Yes, lot
0: single dads totally yeah, exist." Moms but just don't
1: die weird. in fires because we're yeah. not
0: about to go in there. No. <laughs>
1: yeah, but I mean, some do.
0: But yeah, and then yes, I know, course, I know. My,
1: my mother, my daughter's godmother is a firefighter. So, yes, but I am not um, fighting against the cause like, ladies you know, and gentlemen. <laughs> oh no, not at all. <laughs> but I was like, you know, I can't, like, immediately think of a recent show or movie that was a single dad. I'm sure they exist, hmm. but it's not something that would just immediately coming to mind. And I was like, huh, yeah, I'm, I'm sure they're out there. There's probably more two dads and two moms and weird yeah. like, different combinations than there are single dads, though. Shows, movies, things like that that I've seen in a while. And I'm, again, I'm not saying they don't exist. I'm just saying that. It hasn't. There hasn't been one in recent times that I've watched.
0: Have you ever stuff. seen that show, Two and a Half Men? Yes. Is that a like single that show. dad <laughs> show? I've never watched it, but from what I, it, briefly is it a dad and a son? Is two it's of the dad characters? and son and
1: an uncle? Yes. Is okay. The, I mean the the mom is in the show. They okay. you know like, but okay. Uh, I've never that's watched it. Actually, it just popped
0: into my brain.
1: That's actually like a more of a negative portrayal of males, though, than yeah, it is a positive. I,
0: like, yes, I I realized that bringing uh, it yeah. up had that potential because yes. I know the characters on the show. I did not watch the yeah. show, but I know I kind of the didn't premise watch it regularly, but I have positive. seen
1: episodes. But yeah. So the one that I that I've seen isn't the best scenario for the kid, even yeah like, yeah, that's about yeah. so, <laughs> we need some more positive of let's that, work on that. But, let's find yeah. some
0: single dad shows that are really yeah, good. I, and, I think
1: uh... I'm going to. Um before we hop on to the current media things and whatnot, as I was looking into some of these things, I found something that the BBC actually put out there a few years ago and then re-kind of pulled in people recently. So they started something called the 50-50 Project. And okay. their goal is to have organizations... Join to monitor the contributions and the gender equality of contributions on their networks. And it started with just the BBC. And so they've now partnered with over 145 different organizations that have committed to reporting on different gender contributions in their companies, in their, you know, whether they're news networks, whether they're corporations, whether they're whatever, mm-hmm. but to have that actually monitored and reported on their progress to getting to 50 50 50 um that's interesting and th- across 30 different countries i don't believe there's any in the us that have signed on for this but mm. they're all across europe canada i mean south africa south america like all over china even like i mean there's 30 different countries and 145 organizations that have committed not that there's any there's no, no enforcement of it but they're just trying to report that we are trying to be better about this. Um, and it, it's holding them accountable because they are sending in data and the okay. BBC is actually putting out reports that says here's a percentage of companies that have improved, that haven't changed, that have actually decreased like okay. here's some some metrics and i thought that that was kind of interesting it's totally voluntary again there's nothing that says you have to but i think it's great that there's 145 companies that are like we we recognize and want to improve on this like and i'm saddened that not many in america
0: yeah, I mean, obviously, it. I had no idea. So, so yeah, I thought
1: it was really, that is very it was interesting. interesting. And and hopefully, it
0: was a... it's kind of just guiding us the right direction. If nothing exactly. else, it's yeah, it's a motivator.
1: Yeah, and that's increased over it's it's 10 more countries. And, you know, I think it started with just the UK and then it's grown. I think it started back in like 2019. um, And it's really hasn't been around for that long. But even in four years, five years, it's grown significantly. And it shows that there's a recognizing, you know, rec- recognition that this is an area that needs improvement. So I think that that's great yeah, um, to at least see good. that there are companies that are like, OK, we want we want to do better. This isn't a requirement, but it's something that we want to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I thought that that was kind of a, a cool just movement that yeah, started. So, that's
0: really interesting. Well, there's my two cents on that. Well, let's just hope for progress. Yeah. Yes. Yes. So this all came about. this all came about (laughs) came to the forefront for lauren and i because of taylor swift going to football games yeah yeah. and the extremely diverse reaction to that um i have some thoughts that i'm going to start out by saying i it is known by you and by probably anyone who's listened to more than two episodes of this podcast that i watch professional football Mm -hmm. um i mention it every so often yeah it Uh, it is something happens yeah yeah Uh, I have been watching professional football. I'm not going to tell you I've watched my entire life because that would be a lie. When I went away to college, I went to University of Illinois with the lovely Lauren, Mm -hmm. and we had season tickets to college football games at Memorial Stadium, and I very much enjoyed watching college football. Mm -hmm. As I graduated, um, I was at that point dating my husband, who was a Green Bay Packers fan, which is kind of counterintuitive because I grew up in a suburb of chicago (laughs) and although no one in my family was super passionate about the bears i was in an environment of mostly bears fans yeah uh when mike and i moved in together he was watching packers football and i basically just started watching with him it was something he was doing and he was interested in it and it was a three-hour activity on a sunday something we could do together it did coincide with the packers being very good.
1: Good at that time. For definitely sure, yeah. helps.
0: Uh, Taylor definitely, can tell you that yeah. when your team is doing well, it's a lot easier to watch, and she's true, right.
1: True. Yep. yeah. Not, uh, not nobody... even for the Chiefs, for the Eagles. She was an yes, Eagles
0: fan. For... Yes. Yeah. Oh, we can talk about that if we want. But um, anyway. <laughs> so you know, I I bring up this story and I tell this story because I was inspired to watch football because my husband watched football, mm. um, and yeah. I she decided to start actively going to football games because her boyfriend was playing in the games, and we're all shocked and shaken about it for some reason, which doesn't Not fully really... sure I understand why, right? You know, yeah. this guy Travis Kelsey goes to her concert over the summer, they end up meeting and they get together and they start dating. And then during his off week during the season, he flies to Argentina and watches her concert. Yeah. That's called being a supportive significant, significant other. other, exactly. Yeah. I don't really see the problem there. Um, I've noticed a couple of things have come out. First of all, there's a lot of jokes being made about wives and daughters and girlfriends, um, you know, and what they're usually doing on Sundays while husbands are watching football and how it's like, Oh, you know, she won't leave me alone and she's bugging me or she's watching Uh, for the wrong reason. Or she's, I don't, I never liked that argument. I have always felt as a female football fan that i'm supposed to just like i i generally do not share my opinion about the specifics of being a football fan i'm not gonna sit here and talk to you about what's gonna happen in the offseason who are we gonna trade who are we gonna drop who's in free agency (laughs) who do i want us to draft what positions are of need i'm not gonna talk to you about all that stuff because nine times out of ten if i'm talking to a man they're, they're not going to be wrong. respectful of my opinion. Yep.
1: Totally agree. Because yep. they already
0: have this notion that as a woman, I'm not there to actually. I don't know what I'm talking about. about yeah,
1: Agreed.
0: Irrelevant. Um, but <laughs> but it is that, a stereotype. Joke, that joke has been popping up even more in my opinion with this mm-hmm. whole craze with women starting to become more interested women and young women mm-hmm. uh, becoming more yep. interested in football. They're. Yeah. Watching because someone they look up to is watching, and that's a bad thing. That's I don't understand how
1: it's a bad thing.
0: Yeah, you're upset that your wife or daughter or girlfriend or girlfriend's daughter is watching the game with you because they're not doing it for what you consider the right reason. What's the right reason to start watching professional football? You didn't play the sport. You probably, as a man, didn't play the sport. Yeah, exactly. And playing, playing <laughs> when you were a kid or even does in high not school count. Does not I count. I used we to play all black that. football at the park. Like yeah. that doesn't. Don't even yeah. start with me.
1: And Nobody believes house, that's though... real. Yeah, in our household, I'm more likely to watch football than my husband is. He's just not, he's never really been a football fan. Like, I've been to more NFL games than he has. Yeah. I'm not sure if he's ever been to an NFL game, but I have, with a girlfriend, mind you. Yeah. Not even with, like, a male, I... with another
0: female. I just, I it is perfectly fine if the primary demographic of football watchers just happen to be men. I respect that. But what are you doing why yeah. are you pushing us away? What is yeah. the purpose of that? You well, really and... you want to keep it to yourselves because guess what? We are yeah. having your children and we are not encouraging them to watch football because you're not watching with us. So if right. you keep this up, football will die someday when nobody watches it.
1: Yeah, we if we want to do it as a, you know, group thing, a family thing, I mean, like viewership obviously and this isn't the normal target target demographic but of teenage girls increased 55% like because 55% of
0: it. Percent. Like... <laughs> that is shocking it's a and shockingly but, high number and numbers. the thing
1: is that in doing that not only are they just watching the reason they started watching is to see someone they look up to but in doing that they're also learning more about the sport they're right. seeing more things they're exposing themselves to different things all of that isn't bad either. My daughter knows more about football now than she has in the past, and that's not a bad thing either to just understand the sport. yeah, what's dude, wrong with that there's 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 is nothing it wrong with that a
0: problem. is that right. a big deal and the, I mean, the yeah then
1: seeing know. you know Taylor up on the screen and for the 44 seconds in the you know non in the regular season that she was on, which was like practically nothing because they literally you know track all of that um you know essentially if you're complaining about that you're telling your daughter that you shouldn't be supportive of your significant other like literally that's all that they're gonna get out of it regardless of how you frame it if you're complaining about seeing someone support the person they're dating that's all that that kid's gonna hear
0: they're just gonna
1: hear that well she shouldn't be there for him like but she totally should be there for him. If this was a different, like, if it wasn't as publicized or if she wasn't as famous, I said, when we watched hockey, Carrie Underwood's husband's a hockey player, she was on, she's was she been on there, but it's not as mainstream as this is, and she's not as popular. Well, But it happened and in the past.
0: Yes. Well, and I would bring up that, so the Packers have a player on the team who's married to Simone Biles, quite possibly the greatest yes. athlete of our oh generation. Right. Okay. Hugely popular. Yes. Simone Biles was at every single home football game. And uh-huh. as far as I can recall, the only time they ever showed her was the very first game of the season at home and the game that Taylor Swift was at. Yeah. Because she was also at that game. Yeah. And they don't show her on the screen all the time. And nope. I'm not here to argue that, well, why not Simone? And the I can, you know, sure. yeah, they should show everybody. She's a famous person at the game. The yeah, They usually show make everybody more money and yeah. they do they show everyone at the super bowl they showed everybody yeah um yeah. so and if you think i'm over here arguing that they shouldn't be showing simone biles they i absolutely am oh, not no, no, saying no. that because they yeah. should show her and they should be like look this woman she is a professional athlete she uh-huh. is quite possibly the most talented athlete you will see on TV today, and we are watching a professional football game. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> because she probably is. <laughs> and um, and that's and yeah. she's a woman, and you should look up to her, and you should admire her, and she should be on the screen. And I think yeah. that it's good that they're showing Taylor Swift for all of those exact same reasons because girls look up to her. I will say, with one kind of disclaimer. I have a very strong opinion that famous people and celebrities are not role models. You know, I like yeah. Taylor Swift and she is a powerful woman and she generally uses her power for positivity. um, sure. And that's great. But I like to look at female role models in a more localized sense. You know, if you um, want to talk about strong women, you know, just look around at the people that, you know, like yeah. they're strong women. And sure. I sure. do like Taylor Swift. My attitude about her doesn't have to do with her being a powerful woman. It has everything to do with her being a supportive girlfriend. Yes,
1: agreed. That's really and, all it comes down to. Is yes. she's there to support him, and, regardless of what she is independently outside of that. Like that's why she's there. She's not there to yes. sing. She's turned down the Super Bowl halftime shows for fifteen years. Like she doesn't want to yeah. do it. She doesn't want to be There's the no center of that. attention. <laughs> also that. <laughs> well, <laughs> She'd have to but
0: it's true. People who do that are promoting <clears throat> a new album half the time. Correct. And that's why they do it for whatever. free. Whatever. So they that's get totally a bunch why. of new fans. Taylor doesn't need it. to do that. So she does 96,000 at the Melbourne concert.
1: Yeah, exactly. So she doesn't need to do it. She doesn't want to do it. She doesn't want to be the Super Bowl center of attention. She's literally there because of her boyfriend. And that's how I look at it is she's literally there just to support him. She's not there as a role model for anything else. She's not there supporting herself. She's not there to draw attention. The media is who's drawing attention to it. She's not asking anybody to put her up on the screen. Well, like, at all.
0: Let's kind of (laughs) change the premise a little bit. If she, you mentioned that she used to be, she is, was an Eagles fan. Yeah. Um, what if she just started going to football games? She's not dating anyone. She just decides she wants to start watching football and she wants to be there in person. Yeah. Would we be having the same? Would everyone else, not you and I, would everyone else be having that same conversation about why are women watching football? Like, like.
1: I would bet she's been to Eagles games and nobody knew. Sure. I would bet she has. That's the thing. This isn't about her being at a stadium, it's about her having a relationship. Like, that's really what this comes down to because there's famous people at games all the time and she's been oh, a proclaimed Eagles fan. I guarantee you she's probably been at at Eagles games and just nobody put it on the big screen because they weren't focused on it. Yeah. Like so now it's pe- it's literally because of her relationship. That's it. Like, which shouldn't be a negative because she's literally just there supporting her relationship. Yeah, like, it's a
0: very positive thing. It's the same <laughs> argument we're making for women yeah. watching football with you on Sunday. They're right. there because you like it. They're doing it because you like it. We They're all are motivated, motivated. Yeah, yeah, for
1: our significant others because of something that they enjoy, and we want to do it with them or for them. Or if your, you know, if your significant other was. Going to do something where it was on display, whether they were in a sport or they did something or they presented something, you would be there to support them. Famous people do
0: that, too. <laughs> and isn't the most wonderful possible outcome of that, that the person grows to enjoy it independently, Yeah, like exactly. watching football, right. my husband watched. So I started watching now I will forever watch football. Right, And you isn't grew that to the like best it. possible outcome? Isn't that way? If you want your daughter and your wife to watch football with you, so they'll stop being annoying, quote unquote, on Sundays, <laughs> isn't it just wonderful that they, if they become they to have like it, continued? Too? Yeah, that you now have something you share with them. Can't you just appreciate that?
1: Yeah, I, I, to- exactly, exactly. Isn't that the best thing? Where you grow to have a common interest, like, yeah, yeah. I mean prior to her starting dating travis she would be seen in eagles clothes like because yeah. she literally is so but that that's tricky
0: for me i'm gonna be straight with you that's uh, a little that's tricky fair. for me we have had conversations <laughs> with my kids about that now neither one of my kids is going to end up being a professional football player i'm fairly yeah, confident yeah, of that I'm fairly confident, right confident of that too yeah <laughs> but we've had the hypothetical conversation and my husband it's funny because he'll be like oh what if you know Abraham?" Becomes the yeah. kicker for like the sure. Cincinnati Bengals. You know, what are you going to do? Are you going to cheer for the Bengals? And I was like, I mean, are they playing the Packers? Yeah. You like, have no, to cheer for not. your kid. So... And, and he's <laughs> like, but what if they like play against each other in the Super Bowl? Are you going to cheer for the Bengals because your son's on the Bengals? And I went, absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> and my husband was just like, Mortified. He was just like, how could you do that? You wouldn't cheer for your son to win the Super Bowl if they were playing against the Packers. And I was like, are you really asking me if I would betray my my fandom, which hypothetically, I mean, we're talking about my kid has to be like 20 years older than he is now. So I've been a Green Bay Packer fan for 35 years. And you want me to stop being a Packers fan just because my son happens to be on the other team? I will not do that, not even for one day no sir and he was just like you're that you're not that's not good you're not good and i was just like fine
1: you're like but i'm honest but i'm honest
0: and i looked at my son in the eyes and i went i just want you to know and if you don't want me to come to the game i will not come (laughs) i will stay home and i will watch my my packers jersey on and if i go to the game and I will not still playing them. against the Packers. Yeah. I will wear my Packers shoes because I wear my Packers stuff on the Super Bowl. That's what I do, whether <laughs> they're playing or not. There you go.
1: <laughs> oh well, we know where <laughs> you stand. We know so where, yeah, where, where you're lining.
0: And my yeah. son's playing for the team, and I will probably be wearing a Packers shirt. Yeah. Maybe, maybe I would wear <laughs> a Bengal shirt over it. If the but Panthers you still aren't have it sure 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 but it'll be
1: there yeah. my uh my son is doesn't so ironically the Bengals are his favorite team yeah but, I know uh but he they well Burrow got injured so he was out so they had no That's, chance this year so we'll see that was a huge bummer yeah. <clears throat> I do think he they would have been in contention if he we'll see what happens this year yeah but anyways but he's he's a Chiefs fan like he You know, he and this kid is going to be a statistician when he's older. He can tell you every single stat (laughs) for like every player in the Super Bowl on either team. Like, he just he's crazy like that so when when he gets obsessed with something he obsesses um but so he's got him a home jersey I watched and, a
0: football and, game with him it was it was pretty overwhelming right like <laughs> he's like everybody
1: so we had a few people over for Super Bowl this has nothing to do with women but whatever
0: and uh then we'll wrap it
1: up but so yeah. there were a bunch of people who don't really watch football regularly and mm-hmm. they watch it just socially and so two of the people were sitting there and my son was like going off of statistics well this person this this person this and they were both like we learned so much today <laughs> and yeah. I was like yeah if you watch sports with my kid that's 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 what happens yes. is you learn a lot but he said he's like before the game he's like the Chiefs are gonna win because Mahomes is gonna find a way to win but I think mm. the 49ers deserve to win and so mm. that was his stance Oof. was like I bet you the Chiefs win Mahomes is gonna find a way to win like that's, that's great gonna take. happen and he's yeah. like but i think the 49ers deserve it and that's exactly mm-hmm. how he walked away from it was this is what's gonna happen this is what i think but this is what's gonna happen and yeah, at the end that's i was a like
0: really great take he's you were right dude like, on. yeah <laughs> he
1: was he was on so yeah. um and he of course knew well, overtime rules better than the 49ers did but uh, that's neither here nor there. i know so, right?
0: well yeah actually i listened to the kelsey brothers podcast new heights, okay, new heights and heights, they yep this is interesting for your son. Um, Travis actually talked about how there is a member of the coaching staff Uh that is like a statistical analyst that goes through and does calculations for like what is the statistically best thing to do in certain situations yeah and my youngest is has gotten very into statistics as a field of study lately and i was listening and i was like oh man this is a good job for him and i like so you should look into that for your son. So
1: ironically, <laughs> one of my son's good friends who is in the gifted program with him, his dad is the data analytics director for the White Sox. That's what ah, he does for a living. Yeah, like well, he—that that is his job. There you go. So uh, if he ever does interest in that type of work. Yeah. We know someone who actually you got a little does... bit
0: of a connection. That's you, good. Yeah. Yes. I don't know help.
1: him. I've only met him once, but that is what he does for a living is data yeah. analytics. So, I just thought it was,
0: it, and again, just my totally fitting. Yeah. just like very interesting that there yeah. are those roles in professional sports yeah. and how if yeah. you're, if you're very math oriented and you're very mm-hmm. statistical, that this is just a great route, a good yep. avenue for you to go to kind of yep. apply, you know, passion and skill you know, without yep. actually kicking the football <laughs> actually doing
1: the sport. Yeah. No, agreed. Someday, who knows? We'll see what our kids wind up doing. But for now, yeah. we'll we'll continue watching. And I enjoy it and I enjoyed it before having, you know, Taylor on it. Uh I'm rather Again, relatively awesome, yeah. indifferent because I don't actually care about Taylor one way or the other. Like she's she's a powerhouse and she's made amazing decisions in her career. I think yes. that for that she is commended. Like, do I care that much about her music? No. Like, I it's just, not, I don't, I don't have one way or the other. I'm neutral on her as yeah. a performer. I think she's a great businesswoman. Yeah. So she's built her brand, uh, you know, amazingly. And that I think is, is something to, you know, to, to be proud of, but I'm indifferent to her in, in general. So I wouldn't sway me to watch or not to watch, but it's brought a ton of money to the NFL. That's another thing. Like like there's so much revenue stream bringing in just because of one singular person that it's amazing. Like more than yeah. the actual star athletes can say it's that they bring in.
0: Remarkable. It yeah. is remarkable. So,
1: the that power that one element. person has honestly is well, it, it is and just shocking
0: new heights the kelsey brothers podcast is no. has been consistently the number one podcast all Ew. in all overall which is crazy good, since, since this mad. relationship like... came <laughs> yeah. about like they talk yeah. about it and the best part is so travis i don't know if you've ever listened to it but travis i have is really I like, like when they have their mom on but anyways. oh yeah she's very funny <laughs> yes. um travis is very like kind of Pushes away the subject kind of as and... much as possible. And it's it's because I think it's Taylor Swift's preference that he not speak about it too much. Sure. Yeah. Otherwise, I think he he may actually say more than he does, sure. but he's being respectful. Yeah. Jason doesn't worry about that at all. Jason just no. kind of says what pops into his brain <laughs> yes. at any given moment. <laughs> and uh, every once in a while, they'll bring up the statistics of how the podcast is doing. And they'll be like, well, we were number one again this year. <laughs> 2023 oh, yeah. best podcast of the year yeah uh and Travis will be like I just can't believe it I mean we're just like a sports podcast and yeah. Jason will literally say well it's probably from the Swifties yeah <laughs> he's not wrong like, <laughs> he's 100 right yeah and Jason Travis totally, he's is just like go,
1: saying exactly what it yeah. is
0: <laughs> and Travis just goes oh yeah <laughs> like oh yeah like oh yeah yeah, the yeah I forgot that's exactly why
1: and Jason's like duh man like don't break up with her we're gonna have no viewership well (laughs) you know
0: it's just funny to me that he that the way that they interact when they do touch on the subject is is very entertaining jason has very positive things to say Uh about taylor swift as a as a woman and as a fan and as a girlfriend to travis and all that's great And I, he is very honest and very outspoken. And I think that if he had issues or concerns, he probably wouldn't hide it or he wouldn't talk about them. Like, yeah, he he would just not bring it up at all. He
1: wouldn't say positives. I do think that that is true. The few times I have listened, he's definitely seems to just say what he thinks. So if he didn't think it, I don't think he would say it, So,
0: but All right. Well, I'm gonna drink the rest of my Radler. Yes. Uh, I'm gonna finish and... off this little something that I'm almost nice. done with.
1: Yep. See. See. And I think I'm gonna go find a hockey game because that's what sports on right now. so uh,
0: I am <laughs> approaching a time where I need to possibly take my rather sick child Aww. to a soccer practice that he probably shouldn't go to. So we're gonna we're gonna fair, figure fair. out that plan. Well, Hopefully, we had he's uh... gonna skip it so I can put we my We are done on. with
1: our three lacrosse games today, and now we have a lacrosse practice. So that's four lacrosse one day. Oh man. Versus the three from yesterday. So I'm just looking forward to this winding down at some point in some point.
0: I don't know. Great. Yeah, Let's down, get back to goal. a little smoother. How about sailing? just
1: one a day? One a day I can do. Not yeah, multiple. A for day. Real. So for real. yeah. Well, good luck to you, and we will
0: Thank talk again you. soon. All right. Bye. Bye. Thanks everyone for listening to the latest musings from Parenting by the Pint. Be sure to find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, and make sure that you rate, review, and subscribe to us wherever you find your podcasts. Have a great week and cheers to you all.